Welcome to Fantasy or Reality, the GPP. Whatever road you took to get here doesn't matter. What matters is you're here. My hope is that we all can help one another in this journey. Hi, I'm Steve. My last day to bet was 5-2-21. How y'all doing? Back for another week. Super Bowl is on Sunday, and yeah, so I'll get into a few things as usual. Um, I'll get into my thoughts on the Super Bowl, um, you know, and the sports betting with everything this week. Um, I'll, you know, I'll just jump into how my week has been. I think I'm going to start off with that on a fairly regular basis here. Um, it has actually been a crazy, crazy week at work. That's for sure. Um, a lot of, you know, I am a truck driver and got a little slower, you know, in the month of, uh, January and, uh, end of December. Uh, I work for a company that delivers to, um, food service areas. I'll just put it that way. So a lot of the schools were closed. So it's just a bit, a bit, a bit, um, yeah, a bit slower for us. So it's doing like 58, 59, sometimes 60 hours for the week, which I know is probably crazy to some people, but that's, that's slow for me. Um, but the last few weeks I've been back to 70 hours a week. Um, more money. Uh, and normally it's not too bad when I, uh, can start at a decent time, but it just, it's kind of one of these weeks where it just snowballed. Um, you know, I started at four o'clock in the morning on Monday and I had a breakdown at the end of my day and ended up having to lay over in a hotel for the first time in almost a year, which wasn't fun. Um, but it, you know, I made the best of a situation I didn't want to be in. It really wasn't a bad hotel. Um, our company puts us up in pretty nice hotels when we get stuck out there. Um, so yeah, I, I started at 4 a.m. I didn't get done until 8 a.m. the next day. Uh, 8 a.m., I'm sorry, 8 p.m. that night. Um, so I had a nice 16-hour day. Um, but, uh, you know, with us as truck drivers, we have to be off for 10 hours before we start the next day. So... It's just one of these weeks where I just kept snowballing, starting later and later. And I just didn't really get to see my kids much this week. I uh, didn't really get to see my wife much this week. And I've had plenty of weeks like that in the past. But it hasn't happened in a while, so it's just kind of, uh, you know, just not fun to deal with. But, um, you know, like I said, on Monday, I made the best of a bad, I don't even want to say a bad situation. It was just the situation I was in, you know, sometimes as a truck driver, you, in our line of work, what I do, I have to sometimes lay over in a hotel and it is what it is. They had a decent gym. I was actually able to get a pretty good workout in, um, comfortable bed, comfortable room. So I, I can't complain. And the next morning, I I was able to see my wife and kids real quick when I stopped home to change and grab some lunch for the day. But uh, the rest of the week, I didn't really get to see them much until tonight. This is a Friday night before the Super Bowl. 
and I will not be watching. Um, if you were a sports better, daily fantasy player, if that's something that triggers you, that should be something you're mindful of. I've talked about it before. I do not watch sports right now. I do not plan on watching sports for quite some time. I'm sure I would be okay, but to me, it's not a risk I'm ready to take. Um, so I read um, briefly a story that the New York Times had out titled The NFL's About Face on Sports Gambling by David W. Chen. And in the story, he has a few uh, things in there that, you know, I guess are pretty crazy. Uh, something, about, something like there's 31 million people expected to place a legal bet on the Super Bowl this year, betting somewhere around the $7.61 billion mark with a B, billion. Um, I guess I can't say one way or another if that's more or less. I'm, it says that it went up by something like 78%, um, which is a crazy amount of money to bet on one game. Uh, and a lot of people wagering. And even if you go by the very, very, very conservative example of uh, 2% of people that are having a, an issue with that, I mean, what's 2% of 31 million? Uh, let's see, 10% would be 3.1, so 1% would be 300. So you got 620,000 people in there that are problem gamblers just betting on the Super Bowl this year. And that's, to me, a very, very conservative number. Um, so, yeah, be very mindful, cognizant. If you have a gambling addiction, you know someone who has an addiction, if you, know, you think you may be teetering on that line, these are very scary times, or just not even want to say scary. I don't know, just a time to be very aware of what you're doing and what the people around you are doing with gambling being at your fingertips at all times now in many states. I, I believe there's going to be a lot more of us that have problems with this. Um, I, I will tell you a little story um, about something that happened just this evening. Um, so our company does... Uh, the squares, uh, the Super Bowl squares, where you know they line all the numbers up across one way or the other with the teams, and uh, normally they put them up like a, a week or so early at my job, and I didn't see it, so I just figured maybe they weren't doing it this year. But when I came back this evening and turned everything in, I look up and I see that they have it posted, and they have you know I'm, you know they put everyone's name on there like. Every quarter, if your numbers are on there, um, you win whatever prize that they you know, have bought for everyone. But uh, for me, I immediately saw that and I asked one of my managers to take me off the squares and replace me with someone else because even though I'm not placing a bet, I'm not placing any money on it, whatever, it's not something I entered into. It's just not something I'm comfortable being a part of. You know, even if I was to inadvertently win something, I don't 
I just don't want to be a part of any of that. Even something as seemingly innocent as squares at work. Uh, I know a lot of people have a difficulty talking to people at work or others around them about why they don't want to be involved in these type of things or involved in work pools or involved in whatever games. But I've come to a point where I'm comfortable talking about it. Obviously, if you found this podcast through the uh, New York Times article, you know that I'm very open about talking about my gambling addiction um, to daily fantasy sports. So I have no problem telling them, listen, I am not comfortable with this. I am not comfortable with any type of gambling. I do not gamble. And, uh, you know, unless people ask, I don't go further than that. I'm not going to go around telling everybody my story for no reason. You know, but if people ask, I have no problem talking about it. If it comes up in a conversation, I've got no problem talking about it. Um, that's what has helped me a lot, is just being open and talking about my problem with daily fantasy sports. Um, so, yeah, not a crazy story, but it's just something that was gambling related that came up at work today. Uh, I'm sure that. There are probably a lot of you who have run into similar situations over this past week. I know a lot of workplaces do the same thing. So I'm curious if this came up at your job or your place of work, what did you do about it? Um, did you ask to have your name taken off? Did you ask to not be a part of it? I'm curious as to what you did. So um, with that in mind, you know, the email to this show is fantasyareality at yahoo.com. I am curious as to what you did, if that was the situation at work. Also, I'm curious, um, just I'd like to know who's listening and who would be comfortable sharing their story. In the coming weeks, um, there are probably going to be some guests I have come on, um, a wide range of different types of people in different steps of recovery and some with months, some with many, many years. But uh, I'm not going to get too far into that until it's actually done. Um, but in, in the words, as our lovely uh, therapist would say, um, when we first sat down, my wife and I, on separate occasions, uh, the first thing he asked was, who are you? That was the first question he asked. And that's when I started talking about myself. And and uh, I'm not going to go over it again because I've talked about it in my other podcast. But I'm curious, who are you? Why are you here? I'd be interested in, in hearing your story. If you're not comfortable coming on here and putting your voice a podcast. I totally understand, but I'm curious who's listening. Would you like to share your story? Even if you don't want to put your name to it, you know, I think the more of our stories that we put out there, the more it helps each one of us just knowing you're not alone. I know that's what helped me early on. So I'm curious, who are you? Who do you think you are? Not what your job is, not your accomplishments. This and I, I'd like to know 
who you are as a person and why you are here. Share a story about your gambling or your recovery, something you would feel comfortable with me reading on this podcast. You can put your first name, you can put your first and last initial, you can put nothing, you can put anonymous. Um, I'm just curious who's listening. And if you'd be comfortable with sharing your story, even if it's not with your voice and you're not ready for that, I would be happy to read just to get your story out there and make you feel like you're not alone, to make me feel like I'm not alone, because that's why we're here. That's part of the reason, at least, why we're here. Um, I know that was uh, one of the big things that helped me a lot in my early recovery was listening to several different podcasts about people with this similar addiction, what they went through, why they felt the way they felt or how they felt. And I think it would be great if some of you would write in and felt comfortable enough with me reading your story and giving me, uh, giving me, (laughs) giving my reaction to it. So hopefully that's something we can do in the future. Um, Like I said, I'm going to start having some guests come on here. Um, This is not going to be just a guest-based show, though. Uh, I will definitely continue on with these types of episodes. I, I like coming on here and just sitting here and thinking and going through my thoughts. And, you know, I'll write a few points down, uh, you know, little uh, topics I may want to speak on or something like that. But it's good for me just to get on here and talk about how I'm feeling, why I'm feeling, the ups and downs of every week. You know, like I said, this was a very tough week uh, work-wise, but recovery-wise or just, you know, uh, with my wife and I, it's really... uh, this has been a really, really good week. Um, we haven't gotten to see too much of each other, unfortunately. Um, but we had a great weekend last weekend. Um, we've been having some really great deep conversations. We're both really happy with where we're progressing in our recoveries and in our lives and what we're moving towards. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I'm, I'm happy to see where we both are. And like I've said in the past, you know, I could feel great right now, but I, I cannot predict what's going to happen in 20 minutes or 30 minutes when I walk upstairs. Um, but for now, things are, are really good right now. And I, I know we could not be here if we both weren't in our respective support groups and we both didn't have our wonderful therapist, Joseph WWJD, what would Joseph do? Um, Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really been a good week. Um, I'm really grateful for where I am today. Um, I'm really grateful for who I am today. Um, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. This is going to be 
a weekend where Kelly and I go uh, spend some time, just the two of us, for a little Valentine's weekend up in the Lake Placid, Saranac Lake region. Um, it's a beautiful area. Um, I really, really like it in the summer and in the fall. I'd like to take her up there. Hopefully this year, I'm sure we'll get up there. But it's gorgeous up there. I don't know if anybody that listens has been up in that area of New York. But Lake Placid Saranac Lake is just fantastic. I remember this fall driving through there and just seeing just these huge mountains with these massive amounts of trees that were turning red and orange and the way the sun was setting and just the natural beauty of everything and the smell of the air with the windows down. Like really enjoying just the little things, the little moments in life. And uh, I, you know, I couldn't do that for a long time while I was in my uh, addictions or my gambling addiction um, over the last few years. And I'm really grateful that through working this, being called a program of recovery, be just being in support groups, a combination of things like therapy and whatnot. But um, I couldn't be here without all that. And I can reflect back to that time period and, and look forward to this weekend where my wife and I go up there, spend some time together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, dropping the kids off with my parents. Um, yeah, just something I'm looking forward to. So if you have a spouse, a wife, husband, um, I hope you have a great weekend. Um, if sports betting was your thing or daily fantasy sports, my suggestion, what I'm doing is to not even pay attention. I didn't even know who was going to be in the Super Bowl this year until this uh, New York Times article that I did. Just because I went to look it up on the New York Times and saw the two teams that were in. I was surprised by one of them. Um, but like I said, I've been paying attention to sports for almost a year now. <laughs> um, and that's one thing that's really worked for me. Some people aren't able to do that. That's fine. You have to assess your own recovery and know your triggers. And uh, I'm not. It's not. I'm not even fully sure if that would be a trigger for me watching sports. But uh, like I said earlier, it's just I'm not gonna do it. So if if sports betting, daily fantasy was your thing, I would suggest just not watching. And this is a great weekend to hopefully do something with your significant other. And if you're not married, if you don't have a significant other, it's a great weekend to focus on something for yourself that you enjoy doing, non-sports related, non-gambling related, something with your friends, whatever makes you happy. So, and if you're having any issues or problems with that, or you, or you feel urges coming up, feel free to reach out to me. I, 
you know, I get notifications in my email. I'll know if someone is emailed. And if you're having a tough time, I'll get back to you. Um, and we can talk about it. So, like I said, um, it's been a good week and a tough week, but that's okay. Not every, not every week is going to be a week where I'm home at five o'clock every night. Um, I'm grateful that I have a job where I can work the amount that I work and can provide the kind of life I can provide to my family. It may take a lot of hours, but you know, the job I do, I make good money, have good health benefits, good retirement, stuff like that. And especially thinking back to last year, uh, especially not even just, I think early last year in 2020, just the uncertainty of, of things with this line of work. I would much rather be here than be in that stressful state of not knowing if I was going to be able to even afford our life. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm happy to be able to provide for my family the way I do and give us a good life. Um, if anyone's unsure of what they want to do, literally, you just have to get your CDL. And uh, there's so many trucking jobs out there looking for for help right now. Um, and you, you can make really good money as a truck driver. Um, but anyways, so tough week with work, a lot of long days, um, staying over in a hotel. Um, but a really good week really great deep conversations with my wife. Um, and I also had a, a, a really good conversation with my mother today. Um, some stuff came up that initially I had gotten very frustrated with. Um, I don't want to get into too many details. I don't mind talking about the details of my life, but I don't, I'm not going to put too much out there about my, you know, that part of my family with my mom and, and siblings and the rest of my family. Um, but some stuff came up that had, you know, really been popping up and simmering from time to time. And, uh, I think I just had enough and, I was a bit frustrated when I spoke to my mom at first this morning, but I finally kind of got across everything I felt I needed to say without being accusatory because I found a lot of, you know, the message that we're trying to convey to people or our loved ones is a lot of times not going to be heard if we don't say it in the right way. If you come across accusatory or, um, in a very negative way, no, no, no one's going to want to listen to you. So I told her how I felt um, about the situations going on. And she really seemed to understand and apologized. And, and um, my wife spoke with her and had a really good conversation. And I really think she really reflected on some stuff which i think will make her life better 
and will ease the frustrations. Like I said, I'm not going to get into details because I'm not going to put details of my, you know, family like that out there. Um, but, you know, in these conversations, you know, I ended up calling my mom back later also and apologizing for kind of being like frustrated when I spoke to her the first time. Um, but in between talking to her, it like really made me think about, you know, why I was getting frustrated, what was bothering me about what was going on. And it kind of led from one thing to another and really made me think about just stuff with both my parents and um, just stuff that's gone on for years um, about taking responsibility and owning up to one's actions and being, you know, it's tough because I, you know, I, I want to be able to say what I'm thinking, but I also respect my family's privacy in that aspect and don't want to get too far into the details. But like, I think a lot of it just stems from I think it's just gotten harder to deal with some of it because over these last nine plus months, I've really done a lot of soul searching, you know, looking inward, taking responsibility for my own actions, not expecting anyone other than myself to, to do the work and put the work in. And when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, I'm the one that's responsible for my actions and behaviors and what goes on in my life, irregardless of anyone else's actions. And, um, I mean, I, I guess that's just what made me a little frustrated about this situation today. It's just, it's just, the details don't matter so much. And like I said, I, I can't, I'm not going to get into details, but, it really, like I've suggested many times, therapy is, a, is, is the way to go for me, in my opinion, to really dig into why we do the things that we do. And, you know, the gambling or your drug use or your alcohol use is all just the symptom of whatever the underlying problem is. And that therapy not only helps you understand yourself better, but it helps you it's helped me at least be able to process a situation and really think things through and think about why I'm feeling, why I feel the way I do. It's not for so long. I used to just think like I'm either angry or upset or whatever feeling I'm having. I only equated it to what was going on at that moment or that initial thing. But a lot of it I've realized is rooted in stuff that's happened in the past or just other things that are, are contributing to why I'm feeling how I'm feeling. And um, I was able to really reflect on a lot of that today and realize that I may initially have been frustrated with something my mother was saying. I mean, she was just trying to 
be there for everyone, I guess. Um, but uh, that initial frustration kind of led me down a, a path in my mind where I realized like what I was actually frustrated with. And then, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really helped with not just learning about myself, but also kind of understanding life in general around me, people around me, and really understanding why I feel the way I feel. And because of that, both my wife and I both had these really good conversations with my mother today. And I'm very hopeful in the future that it makes her life better, it makes everyone life lives better. Because I love my mother. And she deserves to be happy. We all deserve to be happy. We all deserve to have a good life. And we all can we all can do that. If you have a gambling problem, any kind of problem, it doesn't always have to be that way. There's help out there. And um, I suggest support groups and therapy. But if you're not ready for any one of those, please feel free to reach out. Like I said, I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear who you are. Because everyone here matters. We all we, we cannot do this alone. And we don't have to. So like I said, if you're sports better, be careful this weekend. Find something good and constructive to do. Because you're worth it. Take care of yourselves. Talk to you soon. Here's where to get help. You can call or text 1-800-522-4700. That's the National Council on Problem Gambling. Or you could call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. This is where I found um, the link to my therapist through my local counselor. And then also, we cannot forget our affected others. My wife goes to Gammonon every week, and it's been a huge help to her. So anyone in your life who you feel like needs help or you've affected through your gambling, you can go to gammonon.org, G-A-M-A-N-O-N.org. The number is 718-352-1671.